What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Good Human. I saved my sparkling water ASMR for you again. Today, I have the Trader Joe's Seltzer Water in Cranberry Lime Juice, which sounded so fantastic. So let's crack her open. Oh my gosh. All right, taste test. Uh. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. It's very lime forward. I was expecting a little bit more cranberry to lime ratio, but it's good. 8 out of 10. I think this would be good for a mixer, for a little cocktail. The lime with the hint of cranberry, I think, would would pair well with a tequila or a vodka, says the girl who doesn't really drink. <laughs> it just feels like this would be good in something like that. I am so excited for today's episode. I asked you guys in the previous episode to share with me your juicy, crazy, wild dating stories because I wanted to do a Valentine's Day themed episode, but I didn't want it to just be like mushy-gushy lovey stuff. I want this to be fun for everyone, whether you're in a relationship or not. We're all welcome here, so let's have a little fun with this. I haven't read any of the stories that you guys submitted, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I wanted my reactions to be true and in the moment, so we'll see how that goes. But I did ask you guys some questions on Instagram as well because I was curious. So I asked you guys, do you believe in love at first sight? And it was pretty split. 58% of you said for sure, and 42% of you said that that is not a thing. I feel like all of my opinions on stuff typically have a lot of nuance and fall somewhere in between. So for me, I... I guess if I had to choose, I would say I do believe in love at first sight, but I think it's more you can tell when you meet someone special that you instantly connect with. Like, I don't think it's love. You don't love someone the first time you meet them, but I absolutely think when you meet someone, and it doesn't even have to be a romantic partner, it could be just a friend, like a platonic person in your life, you can tell, you just like get a feeling when you're like, yep. I have a special connection with you. Those types of people that it feels like you've known for forever. I feel like all of that kind of goes into love at first sight. I will tell one little mushy-gushy story because Matt and I are celebrating our five-year anniversary this week. It's been five years since our first date. We actually don't have like a legit anniversary date. Matt never asked me to be his girlfriend. We basically just started hanging out five years ago and never stopped. So we celebrate the date of our first date as our anniversary, but Matt and I actually met previous to that. We met in 2015. It was one of the first days that I was at my college. I was a little freshman and Matt had transferred in from another school, so he was also technically new to the school. Not to make the story too long, but we had some mutual friends and we ended up in the same like small group of people at the end of the night and meeting him for the first time again it was that moment where you're like 
instantly connecting with the person and maybe it's just like initial attraction maybe it is vibes maybe it is love at first sight I don't know but looking back on that moment I I know I had a little a little spark a little something something with Matt um but it nothing ever came to be because I actually got um a different boyfriend who that's a story in and of itself um we dated for a little while like a year and then Matt and I reconnected and it was kind of like a long time coming. I don't want that to sound bad as if I like was always thinking about him over the course of a year that I was dating someone else because I wasn't. But it was, like I said, just one of those things where first time I met him, it felt it felt like something was there. And so finally, when we pursued it, there was indeed something there. And five years later, here we are. I also have a funny story about how I had a completely different and incorrect perception of Matt before I really got to know him. Like, the whole time up until we started dating, I didn't really know much about him at all. He was kind of just an acquaintance in the same group of people that all hung out together. But I literally thought he was, like, a player, and I created this idea of who I thought he was going to be, and he turned out to be just the complete opposite, just a total sweetheart. Again, different story for a different day. But that's my take and my experience with love at first sight. I also asked you guys what your biggest red flag was, so I'm going to read some of those. A couple of them were along the same lines when they talk bad about an ex early on, hearing a man talk bad about other women, mom, girlfriend, family, and I 1000% agree. I don't know why this is a thing, I'm sure it's rooted in misogyny and patriarchy in some way, but I don't know if it's a way for straight men, especially when it comes to bad-mouthing an ex, to sort of show that they like you by bad-mouthing an ex or bad-mouthing other women, when, like, that's not the way to do it. I think in their mind, it's like, I'm gonna show you that I, I like you and only you, by saying all these horrible things about other women, and it's like, dude, (laughs) that's not it. And I'm sure women do this as well, but I think that's why it's a thing when you and your boyfriend break up and then they're, like, talking to the girl that they said they hated. If a man is going above and beyond to tell you how much he dislikes another girl, I feel like that's a clear sign that he wants to be with her. Like, he wants to get with her, he does like her, he does find her attractive, like, Real men that are honest and kind and secure don't badmouth other women or even just people in general. Like, secure, honest, kind, trustworthy people are not proving that they like you by tearing down someone else. That is so weird. I got some other red flags about manipulative behaviors. Like, if you loved me, then you would XYZ. If someone is controlling... Or even some just about behaviors in general, like when the energy given to you changes around different audiences, oof, run. Showing signs of emotional immaturity. This was a really good one. If your partner can't pause and reflect during an argument and ends up saying awful things. I think it's fair to acknowledge that everyone has different styles in which they deal with arguments or confrontation, but if you are with someone that is constantly blowing up and having, like, knee-jerk reactions to stuff. Totally agree. Big red flag. You guys shared so many good ones. I don't want to spend the whole time reading through these, but another huge one is rude or mean to his mother 
or is mean to customer service people like waitresses, fast food workers, receptionists. Yep, yep, and yep. Will not tolerate that in the slightest. On the flip side, I also asked you guys your top three qualities that you want in someone. Some of the most common responses were honesty, kindness, humor, communication. Someone said observant, which I really like that one. Self-aware and intellectually curious was another couple that I loved. I was trying to think of what my top three would be, and the biggest one that comes to mind, which a lot of you said, was like kindness. And Matt always says there is a difference between being nice and being kind. Matt is one of the most kind and patient people I've ever met, like the most patient person I've ever met, but he always describes the difference as being nice is sort of an external expression, like anyone can act nice in a given situation, but being kind is a genuine internal quality. It's not something that you do, it's something that you are. So kindness is such an important quality for me as something I want in a partner. I think kindness guides so many aspects of your life because kindness is part of your character. That's what's going to guide you and determine how you conduct yourself in certain situations. Anyone can put on a front and be nice, but to be kind is much deeper. Another huge one for me is sense of humor. Not necessarily funny, but a good sense of humor. Like you need to be able to laugh because life can get hard and weird and stupid. And if you're constantly taking yourself so seriously and you're not able to laugh at stuff and goof around, it's not going to work. All right, let's move into your submissions. Like I said, I asked you to share with me your dating stories. They could be good, they could be super cute, the most romantic thing that ever happened to you, or they could be insane and crazy, so let's dive in. All right, like I said, I have not read these yet, so here we go. First one. I was dating my boyfriend of three years at the time, and we had taken a trip to Seattle for Valentine's Day, and we were walking around the city at night, and it started pouring. We were so frustrated because we couldn't get an Uber for like 10 to 15 minutes, so we just sat underneath an awning, not talking. Then out of nowhere, he grabbed my hand, pulled me out in the rain, and kissed me for like two minutes in the pouring rain. It was like something out of a movie. I think about it all the time, even now that we're broken up. I have questions. See, I knew I was going to have follow-up questions with these. That that sounds magical. What happened, though? Like, wh- why did you guys break up? And do you still think about it because of him? Or does it have nothing to do with him? It was just like the circumstances and being kissed in the pouring rain and I love the fact that you guys were like frustrated and annoyed and that wasn't the plan and he turned it into something that's like beautiful and magical I don't know why you guys broke up maybe he's a horrible person f him if he sucks if not I love that quality in him like being able to turn a bad annoying frustrating situation into something positive Well, I love that for you, and I would probably think about that all the time, too, if something like that happened to me. Transitioning into some not-so-magical moments, I skimmed over these, and I'm seeing the words worst first date ever and some other shocking tidbits of information, so buckle up. This person had two. First one. In the pandemic, I got asked on a date. He chose the movies, which seemed like an expected first date. Not really my vibe, but I'll take it. Anyways, he didn't buy tickets ahead of time, 
so we showed up to the theater and bought the tickets there. Turns out, they were almost sold out, so the two tickets we bought were on opposite sides of the theater. Anyways, we went in and watched the movie separately and we're like, okay, cool, bye at the end. <laughs> Worst first date ever. No, you are so much nicer than me. I would have left. What? <laughs> what is even the point then? Come to think of it, movies are like not the best first date situation to begin with. Although Matt and I did go to the movies on our first date. Um, but we, we did sit together. <laughs> like, was it a movie you were super interested in? Because I would have been like, you know what? Clearly this wasn't meant to be. So maybe we could try to do something else another time. Or peace and blessings to you. It was nice meeting you, but this ain't it. I also low-key think the waiting last minute to buy the tickets is kind of a red flag. I know some people are just more spontaneous or people don't often like think too far in advance when it comes to things. But like, dude, come on. You're trying to show up for your lady on a first date. You're not even going to have tickets prepared. And then <laughs> y'all are going to sit on opposite sides of the theater. Oh, I kind of feel bad for him now that I'm thinking of it from his point of view. What happened after that? You just never spoke again? Did you compare notes of the movie? <laughs> I'm just imagining that. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Okay, this person submitted a second one, which from the looks of it is even more outrageous. Before I jump in, I'm sorry if I've assumed anyone's gender so far. I'm reading these as if, like, they happened to me as a woman, so these very well might not be submissions from women, so I'll stop assuming. Okay, here's the second one. Was talking to a guy for a while, and he wanted to meet me one day. His parents went away for a weekend, so he invited me over. Keep in mind, I had never met this boy before and drove an hour to his house during a snowstorm. Already getting bad vibes from this. Okay. Yes, I slept over. Anyways, all was well until the next morning. He woke up, we woke up, and went downstairs to have breakfast. He went to the bathroom. He was in the bathroom for at least 10 minutes, so I'm like, whatever. He asked to poop. No big deal. This man also has two dogs. During his bathroom time, the dogs decided to start eating all the garbage bags. We had some friends over the night before, so there was a lot of garbage bags. The dogs were literally destroying everything, food everywhere, aggressively eating everything, I couldn't do anything because if I went near them, they growled. I was concerned because they were eating so much leftover pizza, red Solo cups, chips, etc. It was a mess. Like, they must have ripped open five garbage bags. It had been about 20 minutes now, and this man is still not out of the bathroom. I'm politely yelling his name, knocking on the bathroom door, and nothing. So eventually, I just opened the not locked bathroom door. He has his AirPods in, and he's... <clears throat> Clearly, I was not good enough for him. I <laughs> have no words. Firstly, I don't, I didn't decide how explicit I was going to ever make this podcast. So, left out the detail, but I think we can all put the puzzle pieces together. <sighs> Do men not have brain cells? <laughs> I mean, First red flag for me is that he made you drive, what, over an hour to his house in a snowstorm to meet you for the first time. I would love to know what goes through the male brain sometimes. What part of having someone over for the first time makes you think that waking up, chucking the AirPods in and doing a little self-care is like, appropriately timed 
You can't even wait until this person leaves. What did you do after you found him? I hope you were like, hey, your dogs have destroyed your house while you were clearly otherwise occupied and I am on my way out. Have a nice life. What a bizarre thing to do. Like, on one hand, I am utterly shocked. On the other hand, something like that does not surprise me at all. (laughs) Alrighty, moving on to the next one. I dated a boy in college for about two years. We moved in together with one of my close friends our senior year of college. When I knew it wasn't working slash he wasn't the one, I broke up with him and asked him to move out. He did not take the breakup well at all, and neither did his family. His psycho mother called multiple times, I never answered, and finally, she left a voicemail for me, yelling at me for breaking up with her son, calling me names, and asking how I could betray her beloved baby boy. Ugh. And rounding the end of the three-minute voicemail, she proceeds to scream multiple times that I am a coward. That is absolutely insane. I came across a couple situations where parents got heavily involved in their children's, like, drama while I was in college. Like, I, I witnessed stuff like this happening to friends. And A, I, I've just never understood that. Like, I've listened to voicemails of grown women, mothers, calling 19-year-old girls all of these names because they got involved in their daughter's drama. What in the world? But this situation, the my beloved baby boy, oh my god. I'm sure there's some sort of, like, studies done or some sort of word to describe that type of relationship where the mother holds the son to this extremely high regard and sort of along the same lines of, like, no one would ever be good enough for my son, that weird mother-son relationship. Like I said, I've never understood the parental involvement in your children's lives to that extent to call someone of that age, like someone significantly younger than you, names is the most bizarre thing to me. There is a clear difference between like sticking up for your child, sticking up for the people you love, and just being unhinged. Your son got broken up with. Like that's a part of life. Clearly you figured out that he was not the one for you. And that's what happens. The relationship ends at that point that's the point of dating and it sounds like your boyfriend ran straight to his mom straight to mommy probably saying how horrible you are for breaking up with him which might i add that breaking up with someone does not make you a horrible person like i said it's a part of dating and it's a part of life and you may hurt the person but breaking up with someone does not inherently make you a bad person It sounds like you dodged a huge bullet both in a man not being able to regulate his own emotions and a wacky mom. Absolutely unhinged and uncalled for. Okay, this next one is a little long. I have so many to still go through. Maybe I'll do a part two of this at some point, but here is the next submission. Story time about my first boyfriend in high school. So I was dating a guy who was a year younger than me, in parentheses they put already a red flag right there. So it was my graduation. I didn't care too much if he came because I wasn't getting any awards. Let's be honest, graduations are long and boring. 
But I'm like, hey, if you have nothing better to do, just come and hang with my family, as any normal girlfriend would expect. He told me he had a super important soccer game that day, so I said no big deal, definitely attend your soccer game. Apparently, I dated the dumbest boy in history, and he didn't turn off his snap map the whole night. He did not have a soccer game. He was at his friend's the whole night. So yeah, a big stupid lie, but it gets better. After, he felt extremely bad for lying, so he comes over the next day and brings me a graduation gift. Unexpectedly, because we were in high school and honestly didn't do gifts a lot because we both didn't have a lot of money. I was like, oh, cute. So he's spooning me from behind and drops the bracelet over my head. Literally just the bracelet. No box, no bag, no wrapping. So I'm like, okay, kind of weird, but whatever. Maybe it just didn't come with a box. It's an Alex and Ani bracelet. Keep in mind, it's like a horoscope, zodiac, gemstone bracelet. Well, I'm a Capricorn. Work, queen. I'm a Capricorn too. I'm a Capricorn, so my gemstone is the garnet, which is red. This gemstone is blue. Oh my god. So I'm like, okay, no way he got my birthday wrong. That's like the easiest thing in a relationship. I later do some research and realize the gem is a sapphire, the dark blue one, which is the September gemstone. His mom's birthday is in September. (laughs) This bitch stole his mom's Alex and Ani bracelet and doesn't even realize the color represents your gemstone. I'm literally embarrassed for him still to this day. And yes, I still have the bracelet and wear it because it's the only thing I got out of that horrid relationship. I am once again asking what goes on in the male brain. Right off the bat, I have so many follow-up questions that this boy just failed to to even think of. Your girlfriend is going to wear this Alex and Ani bracelet possibly around your mom? You don't think your mom is going to realize that one of her pieces of jewelry is gone and now your girlfriend is wearing the same exact one? What did you think the gemstone meant? Did you not think your girlfriend would question the fact that it literally didn't come in a box, a bag, nothing? Where did you get it? Where did you think she was going to think that you got it? Why lie in the first place that you had a soccer game and didn't want to go to your girlfriend's graduation? This is the, the most, like, 16-year-old boy thing I have ever heard. I'm assuming that's probably how old he was if he was a year younger than you when you were graduating high school, like, 16, 17. Epitome of, like, an 11th grade boy thing to do. Honestly, this is, like, one of the reasons I wish I never dated in high school. Boys are dumb like what what in the world boys are so dumb i don't know if this is a true fact or not don't come for me but we've all heard that like boys brains develop slower than girls brains i just felt like i was never on the same page as the boys that i dated in high school and like looking back it's because they were stupid 16-year-old boys. Like, I wish I just stayed away from guys when I was younger. And this is exactly why. And I love, I love that you didn't, like, call him out or say anything. Because women always know. Like, girls always figure it out. And we don't gotta let you know that we figured it out. You think we don't know? We know. Another thing that was so awkward about dating... I use little air quotes around dating in high school. Like, if you didn't have a car, like, having your parents drive you guys places. Oh my god, I cringe looking back on that. What was I doing? If I'm not old enough to drive myself somewhere, I don't think I should be dating. 
and like the gift thing is another reason why it's so awkward like if you didn't have a job if you were with someone that didn't have a job or like you did not have a job and didn't have you probably didn't have much money at all in high school regardless of if you had a part-time job or not gifts are so weird because nine times out of ten you're like hey mom can i have twenty dollars to get my girlfriend a t-shirt from the beach when we go like it's so awkward and weird and cringy i guess that's part of being a teenager i just from beginning to end don't understand what his game plan was but that's a hilarious story that truly sums up dating in high school in one fantastic story thank you for that submission Okay, we'll do one more and then, like I said, maybe we will circle back at a later date to go through some of the other submissions. I was talking with this guy for months and he had a smooth talker personality. Ooh, not a good start, not a good start. Red flag, red flag. It took me forever to believe him that he liked me and that there were no other girls he was talking to. So I let my guard down and I told him I liked him. The whole shebang. However, I then left for a 19-day vacation to visit some family. Other people were posting things with him in it, with girls, so I asked about it, and he told me so many times, no, 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 don't worry, it's only you. Blah. We've all been there, we've all heard that. Okay. So happy about it, I return home to be his girlfriend to find out he is dating one of my best friends, who was in those photos, who he said not to worry about and then did not talk to me for about a year or so. And when they broke up, guess who came to chat? Absolute dog behavior, but is that not what I said at the beginning of this episode? Why do men go out of their way to say how much they don't like some other girl if you don't have feelings or attraction to that girl? There would just be no need to be like, yeah, she's gross. I don't... I don't like her. You don't have to worry about her. I would never go for her. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. You would be ever so lucky to have a girl in your presence. Don't even try to say that you would never go for her. I'm so sorry that happened to you because that kind of stuff hurts so bad. I have been there. And let me just say, if it took you a long time to believe that he liked you or to convince you that he was not talking to other girls, run. Everybody's probably heard the quote, like, if he wanted to, he would. And that is absolutely so true. And not only if he wanted to, he would. If he liked you, you would know. If he wanted to be with you, he would. I really believe that straight men do not think the way that women think. They don't have these, like, underlying meaning behind the things that they say and they're not like overthinking things the way that women do i think straight men i keep saying straight men because that's all i have experience to speak to but i think straight men are very clear with what they want i don't think they think into things as much as women therefore they will show you who they are don't listen to the words listen to what they show you and that goes for anybody. People will show you who they are. They may try to tell you who they are, but they will show you. And if I could go back and shake my little younger self for all the times that I tried so hard to like get a guy to like me or dealt with his games he was playing, like I just have absolutely zero negative tolerance for that now as an adult woman. Because like I said, I think men make their intentions extremely clear from the gate. 
they just want to hook up with you, you will know it. And you don't need to work to try to convince them that like your girlfriend material because there are plenty of other guys out there more than happy, more than ready to engage in something serious with you if that's what you want. We don't have time to be out here messing around with like little boys who don't know what they want, don't know up from down. Like, no. And my close friends know I'm like very blunt about giving relationship advice because I just firmly believe in not engaging in the games of men. I feel like if I was still out there in in the dating pool, I wouldn't be ruthless. And I think you should be. Like, too many women just sit around and let their hearts get stomped all over by guys who don't treat them the way that they should be treated. And like I said, I, I don't have a tolerance for that. Not in the least. Hold your heads high, ladies. Do not lower your expectations. Do not lower your standards. Do not let someone make you feel little. And back to that last submission, the audacity. The audacity for him to play you and then when him and that girl don't work out come crawling back to you i hope you told him to shove it i would love to know two things who do these people think they are and where do they get the nerve one more thing i'll add to this i read something or heard something or watched something listen if i'm being honest if i said i read something it's usually something that i saw on a tiktok okay But you know how you've seen the quote or whatever. It's like, if Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, none of us are safe. Like, if Beyonce can get cheated on, then none of us are safe. Eh, incorrect. First of all, cheating has absolutely nothing to do with the person who gets cheated on and everything to do with the person who cheated. I know getting cheated on feels really humiliating and embarrassing, but I promise it's only humiliating and embarrassing for the person that cheated on you. But back to what I was saying, people cheat because they're insecure. Like, Beyonce didn't get cheated on because anything was wrong with Beyonce. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce because he is insecure. They're insecure about how desirable they are. They're insecure about their personality. They're insecure about their appearance. And so they go out and cheat to prove to themselves that they can still get someone, that someone out there will validate them. It stems from insecurity. It has nothing to do with you. And there's always those cases of like, oh, the person wasn't getting what they needed out of their relationship, so they strayed. Um, do you have a mouth? Do you have like a working brain and vocal system to communicate your needs with your partner? Because that would be the solution there. Or again, people fear abandonment. They fear that their partner will leave them at some point. So they have to go out to prove to themselves that they still have other options out there, that they're going to be okay. Their partner leaves them because they can still pull someone else. Again, stems from insecurity, which I think is why it's so important to make sure you're in a place where you can be in a healthy relationship. I don't fully agree with the statement, you have to love yourself before anybody else can love you, which I can get into at another time if you're interested. But I do think you need to be at some point in your life where you are secure within yourself and you have healthy communication skills, healthy coping mechanisms, emotional intelligence. Because it's the types of people that don't have those things that go out and do awful things and hurt people. That was a bit of a tangent, but just know if you got cheated on recently or you're still healing from being cheated on, please, please, please know that it is not you. 
Alrighty, I'm going to wrap it up here. This episode was really, really fun. I loved doing this. So again, hopefully in the future, I can do some sort of episode again where I read your guys' submissions, perhaps on a different topic. Thank you to everyone who submitted a story. And if I didn't get to yours, I will in the future. Be sure to follow this podcast on Instagram so you don't miss out on future things like requesting your stories at goodhumanpod or you can follow me on my personal Instagram at Abby underscore Wellner. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I don't think I mentioned it on the last episode, but we hit a thousand plays. I can't express how much that means to me. This is so much fun for me, and I can't thank you enough for those of you who tune in. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to me. Love you guys so much, and until next time, see ya!